Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown, Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Yeah, buddy. Here we are feeling pretty good about not being in studio. My man, DeMar Cotton, he is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Your boy, Q. I'm at the your boy Q Home Studio, and the reason I am there is because today was OTAs. It was open to the media. It was a very warm day but that's just kind of getting us ready and getting us uh you know in the mood and and get our minds right and our bodies right as far as what we're going to experience when training camp happens and of course mandatory mini camp uh, also coming up in june we got to deal with that and we all know it gets a little hot here in las vegas which is okay you know but it was nice to be out there and, and see all the media members out there and going back out onto the field and seeing the players out on the grass and hearing whistles blow and hearing horns blow and hear some music go i mean it was nice It was really nice to be back out there for some football activities, but the day ran really, really long. Everything got started about 10-15 for us and then wrapped up around 12-15. Josh McDaniels immediately addressed the the media, and I'm sure that JT broke it down really well in uh, the JT The Brick Show that comes on right before Unnecessary Roughness, but there was a ton of media members in the in the media room today and obviously a lot of that was because of the Colin Kaepernick news that we talked about in great length and great detail on yesterday's show but man I walked into the the media room I turned the corner and Vinny aka the godfather was sitting right there on the corner in the spot that he's always sitting and then I turned and looked and said whoa where did all these cats come from TV people from all over, ESPN National was in the building. I mean, there was multiple folks all in the building. And so uh, it was kind of cool getting to see some people that you don't regularly see, some people from the local news stations around here that you don't normally get to run into and just kind of put some names to some people that you might see on TV on the regular watching the news. So that was fun. But, man, I'll tell you, it was packed. So Josh McDaniels, his media session went about 30 minutes long. And then, as DeMond knows, that when the players come in, they usually come in after not only practice, but also working out. So when we knew that Max Crosby, we knew that Denzel Perryman, we knew Colton Miller were all going to take the stage at some point, you just don't know when. And I was hoping it was going to go quick, fast, and in a hurry, and then I can get in the car and ride out to the radio station. But that was not the case. And the beautiful thing is that I'm able to do the show from the house as well. DeMond does a fantastic job back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, so everything sounds A-OK, and we're, we're smooth sailing. So that's, that's the beauty of it, that we're able to still do this and be in a couple of places at one time. But, yeah, it was a really good day at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Got a lot to bring to you, of course. Uh, as I mentioned off the top of the show, Colin Kaepernick was a big conversation, and that's why there were so many media members uh, there today just wanted to know if we were going to hear anything and it was so funny because people asked me you know that that know that you know we cover the beat and we're there all the time saying hey what do you think do you think that there's going to be any kind of announcement I thought no <laughs> yeah like I didn't even go to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center thinking there was going to be an announcement I didn't show up for that I showed up to see you know the guys out there on the field and just get a little bit of taste of OTAs under this new regime I didn't think there was going to be any kind of announcement. If there was going to be an announcement, I thought it would have happened before 
or it will happen sometimes later on, uh, if not today, down the road, whatever. But, of course, that's, that's the big story right now. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, that's the big story nationally. So it's not something that I'm going to dwell on. It's not something that I'm going to talk about a whole lot unless something happens. And Josh McDaniels, well, he followed suit. Matter of fact, uh, before we get into anything about Colin Kaepernick, I thought this was real classy, and a lot of coaches and a lot of players across the league obviously are doing this, not only in the NFL but in the NBA. We talked about it as well. Josh McDaniels gave an opening statement on the shooting in Texas and just wanted to go ahead and open things up with that. So here's Josh McDaniels as he opened up his presser. I'd like to first start by extending um, our condolences to the families of the uh, the shooting, the school shooting in Texas uh, that lost, obviously, a lot of innocent lives. Um, I know there's a lot of us here that, that have kids and uh, that hit home pretty hard, and uh, a lot of our guys and uh, coaches and <clears throat> people in our organization have have been talking a lot about that, praying for them and their families and, and obviously anybody that was affected by that. So um, just want to start by, by, by talking about that. Um, and then, you know, three days in, um, a lot of work uh, that has already been done, a lot of work to do. Um, you know, guys are working hard, as you can see out there. And, uh, you know, a long way to go. Uh, excited about, you know, the guys that we have here and uh, the intentions that they bring every day, uh, the attitude that they're preparing with, uh, what they're trying to accomplish each day. Um, you know, you know, we couldn't ask for more than what we're getting right now. So. Uh, a lot of mistakes to clean up, a lot of things to get better at, um, but uh, I like uh, I like where we're at. <laughs> so there's Josh McDaniels right there, and you could tell that he was happy to be back out there and just dealing with some football activities. And again, as he mentioned, OTAs, three days in, a lot of mistakes are out there being made, but it is what it is. That's how you get better is you go out there and you practice, and the, the way you practice is the way you eventually play. You know, and so that's something that I was talking about. Uh, Mike Taylor was out there, community uh, service from uh, from the Raiders. He does a fantastic job. We were out there talking in great detail, and that was one of the things that we kept saying, like, hey, you, you play how you practice. And those guys were out there putting in work in the drills. Of course, there's no pads or anything. They're not popping pads. They're not out there hitting each other. But they were out there putting in work, and it was hot out there. So you got to give those guys that are out there voluntarily trying to learn the new scheme under this new regime, under this new head coaching staff, you know, with Josh McDaniels and you have uh, Patrick Graham and, you know, multiple other head coaches or not head coaches, but position coaches. And they're out there learning. So you got to give those guys uh, questions. Now, it's so funny. So many people were tweeting at me like, hey, are you going to ask about cap? Are you going to ask about cap? And I was like, if I don't, someone else is going to. I thought it was going to be Vinny, actually, because Vinny and DeMond knows always gets the first question in. It's, it's like it's it's like it's grandfather didn't do his contract. You know, like Vinny has to get the first question. He did not. Sam Gordon, he actually got the first question in, and he asked about Colin Kaepernick. So uh, there wasn't a whole lot that Josh McDaniels had to say about him, but here's what he had to say about Cap. Yeah, I, I won't. Just by just a, a, a standard procedure, we're not. We won't only talk about the people that are on our team. I mean, Dave and his staff have worked out tons of guys. You know, this spring. Um, and, and we really don't make comments about the evaluations that we made or, you know, what, what they look like, what they didn't look like, strengths and weaknesses, those kind of things. They're kind of, um, you know, private, obviously, for us uh, as we look at things to try to make decisions to make the team better. And, um, you know, if players are added to the team, then obviously we'll talk about them at that point. But, um, you know, I respect the question 100%. I understand. But that's kind of what we'll, we'll, we'll stick to. We brought in, like I said, we brought in tons of people for workouts, and 
if there's an opportunity to improve the team, you know, um, you know, we said it from day one that we would look at every opportunity and, um, you know, he's not the first player that we looked at, not the, not the last one. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come in and out of this building and, um, you know, have an opportunity to make an impression. And uh, like I said, the evaluations we make are, are kind of private for us. And, um, you know, if we make a decision to add somebody to the team, then, then, uh, then we'll do it. Boom. There it is right there. It was short and sweet. That was actually the answer to two questions about Cap because, uh, you know, look, it's our job to ask about him. That's, it would be irresponsible if we didn't. But it's also I think that that was the right answer, and that was really the answer I was expecting. You know, unless they signed him, I didn't expect them to go into great detail on anything about him, you know. And so when he says, hey, we bring in a bunch of guys to work out, they have. And some guys they some guys they don't. Some guys they just getting them intel on, and maybe at some point they go and make a move. So I'm not a guy that's going to come to the table and come to the show each and every day and talk about Colin Kaepernick because right now he's a free agent quarterback. He's been a free agent quarterback since 2016, and he's only had a one workout since 2017. And that's it. That's it. That's all. Uh, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to sit here and try to divide the, the, the nation because I know they're out there. I've had guys trying to argue with me all morning on Twitter, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into the argument. If you don't like the guy, you're not going to like the guy. There's nothing I can say that's going to make you like him. I'm not trying. I'm not trying. So for anyone out there, shout out to Brian Boone, who gave me every reason under the sun why he can't stand the guy. And all I keep telling him, I respect that, dog. I respect your opinion. It's all good. That's all it's going to be. So I'm not going to harp on him. I'm going to worry about the team. That's what I was excited about is being out there, seeing the guys who are wearing the silver and black, seeing what they've got going on. That's why I was at OTAs today. that in and I was very excited about that of course we'll have some more media availability coming up in the in the coming weeks and I'm excited about that now again some of the players that I talked about that we're supposed to talk today uh Denzel Perryman he didn't give a whole lot he was funny as always and Damon you know he's always a funny dude when he's behind the mic he you know he's he's always him him, he's gonna be himself always and he didn't give us too much and, and let it be known hey you're not getting anything out of me you know these players have been Talked up by these coaches. The coaches understand uh, that they're, they're what, what they expect from these players, and the players understand that and respect it as well. Denzel Perryman was out there putting in work, trying to get better each and every day. Colton Miller out there putting in work at that left tackle position. The offensive line is obviously something that everyone's paying attention to. Saw Alex Leatherwood getting a lot of burn at the right tackle position. That's something that we'll talk about in, in more detail. And then Max Crosby, a guy that just got a contract extension. He's a leader of the team. He's a bookend with Chandler Jones. He is uh, you know, scheduled to meet with the media as well. As a matter of fact, he's about to take the podium right now. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. It's always exciting. You know, uh, the coaches, you know, since day one, they got in here. Um, they've had an awesome, you know, vision for this team. And, you know, we're just all fired up, having fun and, and flying around out there. How important is, are the off-season workouts here with new systems going in on both sides of the ball? Yeah, it's super important. I think um, this is the time of the year where, um, you know, you're getting reps constantly. You know, you're getting uh, new looks at everything. So we're just trying to get more comfortable, um, learn the playbook, and just uh, improve every single day. Max, you guys have gotten a chance to start working with Patrick Graham, and uh, he's known for being multiple up front. Uh, now that you've got the chance to, to work in it for a little bit, how can I got, help you guys you know, keep opposing offenses on the edge, being able to switch back and forth between fronts and give them different looks? Yeah, you know, Coach Graham is a, is a great coach. Um, 
he's very um, very straightforward with what he what he wants. Um, he's got a lot of confidence, and you know I feel like that. Um, you know, where's it, it, it passes down to the players. So um, just having them out there, learning from them um, has been awesome. And I think the guys have responded really well. So we're just, you know, trying to improve and, and learn every single day. There's a lot of new players in that defensive line room. Obviously, you haven't had a lot of time together on the field. But just talk about how that group's coming together, would you please? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of new faces, like you said. Um, but it's exciting. You know, obviously, having Chandler on the other side, having Bilal, you know, a bunch of bunch of new faces, Andrew Billings, um, Goes on and on. Kyle Pecco, there's there's a there's a ton of new guys, but um everybody's got a great um a great attitude, you know, towards towards learning. You know, at the end of the day, we're all here for the same reason. We're here to win football games. So um regardless who's you know who's out there, we gotta be on the same page and and all be flying to the ball. So um yeah, we're off to a good start, I think. Max breaking in Chandler Jones, how much do you think he helps or how much has he already helped in turning you into the elite emerging pass rusher that you're already becoming? Um, you know, Chandler's been incredible, you know, since I got here. Um, he's a he's a great leader. Um, I think he's going to year 11 now. Um, he's got over 100 plus sacks. Um, so I'm constantly asking him questions. Um, the cool thing about Chandler is like, he's one of the most humble dudes I've met. Um, he's super, you know, super humble for the things he's done. You know, he, he asks me stuff all the time. And I'm like, it throws me off because, you know, I, I look at his career and that's something that I, I, I aspire to do, you know, um, he, he's he's been incredible, you know, since day one, and um, he's definitely somebody I look up to. You guys have a couple of uh, intensive conversations about UFC. I know you. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, you know, we we talk about the most random things ever. We <laughs> we sit in the locker room um, before meetings start, like six thirty in the morning, and you know the conversations go everywhere. So, um, yeah, you know, he's he's just, he's a great dude to have in the locker room for sure. I know we've talked about the three four scheme and what your position is, putting your hand on the ground and rushing a passer. But is there a possibility that that might expand a little bit in, in this scheme? Um, I'm not sure yet. You know, I'm just, I, you know, I, I come <laughs> with a positive attitude every day. Um, you know, coach is going to put me, you know, where they want me to, you know, where they want me to rush, where they want me to, you know, defend the run. And, you know, I'm looking forward to help the team in, in any way I can. Max, what do you think of the Raiders bringing in Colin Kaepernick for a workout? Um, honestly, I don't. I don't know much about that. Um, you know, I, I'm worried about the guys that are here right now. Um, so that's that's really all I have on that. You, uh, you picked the programming for NFL Network the other day. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. You picked the Broncos game last year. Yeah. I mean, there's reasons I think that game was important to a lot of people. Why was it important to you? Um, just looking back, it was just. Uh, I think it was a special game for the whole organization. You know, obviously there was a lot going on. Um, you know, Rich was, it was Rich's first game as a head coach, um, a lot of adversity, um, and we just responded. Um, so I know defensively we had a, we had a fun day out there. So I thought I would, uh, throw that, throw that out there again. <laughs> More guys. Appreciate you running programming for us. When, um, when you talk about the way that you're used, how important is your feedback in that? When you come in and you have your positive attitude, do you get a chance to get feedback and how you're used and how, and how you go about things? Yeah, you know, we we have a ton of conversations, but um, at the end of the day, like, you know, like I told them, I'm I'm here to help the team. So, wherever they want me, um, I'll be, you know, ready ready to do it. So, yeah, you know, just just learning, you know, learning every single day and just being ready for whatever they throw at me. Max, for you, um, what excites you the most about being a father or about becoming a father later this year? Um, honestly, I think about it every single every single day. Um, it fires me up, um, gets me more motivation. Um, Obviously, having a little girl, you know, I, I got a big heart. Um, so I know she's going to be spoiled and, uh, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun for sure. The steps that you're taking with your family this year, that is that giving you a different perspective on football or reframe football or just how just how has that kind of changed your thinking as you continue to mature here? Um, you know, I try not to think too far in the future, too far in the past. I just every single day, you know, there's something new I got got on my plate. So I'm um, just trying to maximize my 24 hours and try to improve. Um, regardless if it's off the field, you know, in the house with my, you know, my dogs, my, my child, whatever, whatever it is, I'm trying to, you know, do the, do my best. And, um, you know, obviously having a kid on the way, like, um, I can't even, can't even tell you how excited I am. Um, I know my family is, my mom calls me like every day asking, <laughs> asking, you know, what do you need? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's all good. We're, we're going to be fine. But yeah, you know, it's just, it's super exciting. It's nothing but a blessing. And, um, Definitely looking forward to, you know, having her here. Sorry, what was that? How, how much does Rach have you involved in the, ready, in the wedding planning now that you're engaged? Oh, yeah. You know, she, she sent me like 30 different pictures today of some of some place that we're looking at. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit involved. You know, I want to – I'm not I'm, – I don't determine everything. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, I just – I share my two cents. You know, I have a few specific things that I'm like, okay, we need this, this, and you can, you can have fun with the rest. So, yeah, you know, we're uh, we're gonna make it happen. It'll be fun. Max, you're from Texas. Uh, there was obviously a big tragedy uh, this week. Any thoughts on what happened in your home state? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's sad. You know, obviously, it's it's a horrible tragedy, um, especially anything with children. Um, you know, it hits home for everybody. Um, it's it's unbelievable. You know, I just. Obviously, you know, being from Texas, I know a bunch of families are affected. Um, it won't ever be the same again. So, uh, you know, I just want to send out my prayers um, to every family affected by it. And, uh, you know, that's really all I can say about it. Max, like when I covered you at Eastern, you were just a guy that just worked every day. Now you got your new contract. Changes your life. Are you able to step back and just appreciate how far you've come? Or are you just in the moment and that's not right now? Um, yeah, you know, like you said, when I was at Eastern, I was a guy that worked every day. And, um, I just, you know, I feel like that hasn't changed. Um, obviously it's amazing. It's a big blessing. You know, it takes a lot of stress off of, you know, not only myself, but my family and a lot of, you know, people around me. But at the end of the day, um, I have a job to do. Um, and I have a responsibility to, you know, the fa not only the fan base, but the organization, um, to be the best player, um, I could possibly be and help us get to where we want to go. So, yeah, you know, I, Obviously, it's it's a, a huge bonus, you know, of, of playing a game and being taken care of financially. But at the end of the day, um, I just try to be the best best player and best role model I could be. With the new coaches definitely talk about you know, different schemes and that sort of thing. But how different is like a day here, like a meeting, a practice? Like how different are things? Um, you know, every time like when you when you get new coaches, like I've had I think it's my third D line coach in four years. So there's always changes. Um, in college, it's the same thing. I had three different D-line coaches in four years. So it's like when you're first going into it, you don't really know what to expect. Um, you got, you know, you get a little anxious. You don't know what, you know, your routine is getting thrown off a little bit. But it's just like anything else. You know, you just go in um, with a positive attitude and, um, you know, put your best foot forward, say, you know, stay positive. And for me, if I just put my head down, work, um, I know I'll be able to get through it and, and you know, take it. Uh, get a positive result out of it. So it's been incredible, you know, obviously learning um, to practice a little bit different. But at the end of the day, up front, you know, we just we got to do our job, get home and, and be disruptive. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. You had to pick one word just to describe 
your first impressions of Patrick Graham so far, what would that be? It's tough. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Um, I would just say, um, you know, one word. I'll say intelligent. Um, he knows the game of football very well, um, and that's, that's really apparent, and everybody, everybody feels that for sure. Is Dirk going to be the ring bearer? He might be. He'll, he, you know, the, the dogs will definitely be present at the wedding. There's, there's no question. They got to be. Get some three-piece suits on. Them <laughs> have a good time. Did you have a cameo? With, will you grab the, the steel from the DJ and rock the mic at all? I don't know yet. You know, that's the, that might be a more like in the moment type of thing, but we'll see. We'll see. You never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Any more wedding questions? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, appreciate you guys. There he goes right there. That's one of the captains of the team. That's Mad Max Crosby. Uh, he's always very generous with his time when he meets with the media. It's, it's, you can see him maturing in so many different ways, so it's always good to hear from Mad Max. So uh, all today we heard from Crosby. We heard from Colton Miller. Also heard from Denzel Perriman. And then head coach Josh McDaniel. So, again, a very fun day out at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Look forward to many more days. Uh, I'll tell you right now, when we were out there viewing practice we had a very small window when it came to taking pictures when it came to video when it came to tweeting those kind of things out it was a small window and we are very far away so uh, things are always going to be different when you get a new regime they're going to do things their way and that's something that we continue to get used to each and every time we do these things and that's fine again that that's on us to adjust to them they don't need to adjust to us at all that's not their job. Their job is out there to coach these players up and, and the players to follow what the coaches are talking about and go out and win football games. So we'll pr continue to provide you as much coverage as possible and, and give you as much pictures and give you as much sound as, as made available. You know, and, and that's what we'll do, and that's our dedication that we have here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Coming up in a matter of minutes, as a matter of fact, want to let you know the guests coming up on the show today. We only got a couple of them, but coming up in a couple of minutes, Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Also, uh, he's our, on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, part of Cofield & Company. He's going to join us. He was out at OTA, so I'll pick his brain on what he thought about that. We'll briefly talk a little bit about John Gruden and his uh, court appearance that he had yesterday. I know Adam Hill was in in, uh, he, he was in attendance of that as well, but mainly we'll stick to OTAs and what's going on, what went on with the players that were there present, what he heard from Josh McDaniels, what he heard from the multiple players uh, that talked to the media, and just kind of give his impressions of this early, uh, this early, early OTA that we were able to check out uh, today. So that's coming up in a matter of minutes at 2.30. Then at 3 o'clock, A.J. Perez, senior reporter from Front Office Sports. He also was in attendance at uh, John Gruden's uh, court hearing yesterday then, where he won. He won, in, uh, he won against the NFL in day one. And, again, it's only day one. It's only the first step. No way to go. I don't know how long this is going to take, but it looks like it, it could be in for uh, the long haul. You know, So uh, the judge ruled that uh, they, they tried, the NFL tried to get John Gruden's lawsuit dismissed. The judge said no to that. Also tried to run it to arbitration. The judge said no to that. So it looks like the, the, the case is going to go to trial unless there is some kind of settlement that's reached. So we'll talk to AJ coming up at 3 o'clock about all that and his impressions and, you know, next step and all that other good stuff. Kind of, uh, you know, pick his brain a little bit. That's coming up at 3 o'clock throughout the course of the show. Probably hear a few more sound bites from today's media sessions from players and also head coach Josh McDaniels. But a question that I want to throw out there, I always have a topic that I like to bring to the table. And uh, what got me thinking about it is when I was standing on the sidelines there uh, at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and I was just watching – you know, these guys go through drills. I kept thinking, what is the identity of this team going to be this year? And I said, well, Q, what do you think the identity of this team is going to be? And I thought about the plethora of running backs. I thought about the 
wide receiver the weapons that Derek Carr has. I thought about Patrick Graham coming in as a defensive coordinator and putting all the beef in the middle of the defensive line to slow down the run. You know, so there's a lot of different things that are going through my mind of what the identity of this year's Raiders team should be or could be, what it's going to look like. There's a lot of different angles. You know, is it going to be one of those, uh, you know, run-heavy teams, run first, open up the pass later? I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's so many different angles, so many different ways you can look at what this team's identity could be. I, I would be, personally, I'd be excited if it was one of those where the, the, it was really a balanced offense where you see so much uh, of the run game really kind of open up everything. You know, I'd love to see a combination of Josh Jacobs, Brandon Bolden, you know, maybe Kenyon Drake if he's, if he's on the team. I mean, look, and I say if, not because I'm hearing anything. I'm just saying because there's so many running backs, you know that somebody's not going to be there. There's going to be certain guys that aren't going to be there. So I kind of look at all these different guys and say, okay, well, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense? Jacobs, Bolden, those guys make sense. Uh, Zamir White, obviously the rookie, he makes sense. So could it be a combination of those three? Obviously, you got a fullback still on the roster. You know, could they get a lot of the heavy lifting? Could that open things up for, you know, for the passing game? I know a lot of that all depends on the offensive line. You know, as they tried to run the rock last year, a lot of times it was what? Josh Jacobs running into a brick wall because there was no hole there for him to run through. So is it something that this offensive line is going to have to be able to open up them holes or else it's going to be, you know, pass the rock first to open up the run later? You know, personally, my, my, my preference, and it's just my preference, doesn't mean that's what it's going to be, is always going to be run the rock first to open up the pass. But I know that it's 2022, and that's not necessarily how things are done anymore in the NFL. So I'd love to hear from you, Raider Nation. Of course, the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Don't call right now. I have a guest coming up next, but you can always hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line, 9187, keyword R&R, and let us know your thoughts. What do you think the Raiders 2022 identity will be this upcoming year you know just give us your ideas it, it it's again it's may it doesn't matter if we're wrong i'm not going to hold you against you know hold it against you just want to get for you know your thoughts what do you think what do you expect the raiders identity to be coming up in 2022 coming up next adam hill from the las vegas review journal also espn las vegas he'll join the show to talk all things otas what he saw out there this afternoon this is raider nation radio 920 Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time! Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q. 2.31 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Demon Cotton, your boy Q. Threw the question out there. What do you expect this year's Raiders team? What do you expect their identity to be? This hit me in the head when I was standing on the sidelines today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center observing practice. Very hot practice, but it was great to be out there, so I'm not complaining at all. Especially when you do what we do on the daily. Definitely not going to complain about some heat now. We'll just adapt. <laughs> we'll overcome. We'll figure things out. The mailman Raider hit me up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Q. I think the identity of this team will be a high IQ team. It'll be McDaniels exploiting the opponent's weaknesses. We have the pieces at every position to exploit wherever the weakness is. I like that. I really do. That's a good thought. And, you know, there's some things that we saw out there today. There was, you know, some, some confusion on the offensive line. There was guys that, you know, dropped it and, and, and ran some laps. 
You know what I mean? And it almost made me feel like it was, uh, you know, old school, like a high school practice where, you know, there's consequences and repercussions for doing things the wrong way. You know, that, so we saw a little bit of that. Uh, there's just there was a, lot of, a, a lot of things. So when you, when you talk about the high IQ, I can totally see what you're talking about because that's something that we've heard from both GM Dave Ziegler and also head coach Josh McDaniels that the high IQ, understanding the game, knowing what is expected, you know, knowing what the goal that they're trying to achieve is, not just going out there, hey, I'm trying to, you know, get a first down, score a touchdown. No, it's, it's, more, it, it's, it's more details to it. So I can understand that high IQ, and that's why they go out there and try to get certain players. That's why every certain regime tries to go out and get the certain kind of players that they want that fit with what they do. You know, uh, I think that it's very that Jarrett Stidham is in that quarterback room. I think it really is, you know, and I know that a lot of people will look at him as, well, he's probably no more than the third-string quarterback. And that could be true. But the thing about Jared Stidham, he's a guy that's very familiar with the system. He's been with Josh McDaniels the whole time Jared Stidham's been in the league. So he knows. And I'm not saying that that's going to give him an upper hand and he's going to go out there and, you know, show the, the other quarterbacks on the roster, Derek Carr and, and, uh, and uh, Nick Mullins or Chase Garbers. He's not going to, you know, show them up. But having that familiarity, I do think, helps. Right now, joining us on the phone line is Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Also helps out on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, with uh, Cofield and Company. Does a fantastic job. And, Adam, thank you for your time this afternoon. I was just talking about being out of the OTAs, and it was fun. It was hot, but it was fun uh, being out there again, just seeing all the media members and seeing you know players out there on the field. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from what you were able to see from a distance today at OTAs? Well, I, mean, I think that's it, right? And I know fans don't necessarily care about uh, our experiences, what we go through, but but I mean, it will be important throughout the year to know that a lot of the reporting we brought from practices over the years is probably not going to happen this year, uh, knowing that this new regime likes us to be very, very, very far away from the action. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, it was warm, but now it's very windy. It would have been nice if this breeze was here earlier. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, not, not being able to see a whole lot, I think, was my biggest takeaway, except for... Coming into today, I really just wanted to see one thing. Where was number 70 lined up? And for today, at least, it was that right tackle. Right, exactly. And expand on that because I, I was also wanting to focus in on the offensive line and, and where Alex Leatherwood was going to be lined up. And McDaniels told us uh, in the media session that they're, they're working with him all over. But today, as you mentioned, right tackle. Do you think that that's a spot that he, he could solidify? Yeah, well, listen, I, I don't. <laughs> you don't take too much from what's going on on the field in May, for right. sure. You definitely don't take too much from what Josh McDaniels says, and I'm not saying that anything against Josh McDaniels. I'm just saying he's not going to say anything in the, you know, in, a, in a, an OTA press conference about what his plans are necessarily. Uh, but I also would say if he was working out a lot of guard, they wouldn't. I don't think they think that much about it, but I don't think they would have just had him at tackle on the day that media was there. Like I just don't think they're playing those kind of games. I think he's working out a tackle. I think he wants to win the tackle job. I think they want him to win the tackle job. And so he's going to be given every opportunity he can to win that right tackle job. And I, I think it's going to be kind of not like last year when it was handed to him, but I think it's going to be his job until further notice because I think it works out better for everyone if he's able to win that job. Right, I agree. Competition is something that's needed at all positions. Josh McDaniels also said that, and I agree with you 100%. He's not going to give us a whole lot in May. He's probably not going to give us a whole lot ever. He's just going to give no. us just enough. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I really am. You know, And, of course, uh, I don't think you've ever seen as many media members as we saw there today in the media room obviously yeah. everyone was there for the conversation and asked the questions that's what we have to do is ask the questions but i didn't go to that thing expecting him to say anything on cap did you were you surprised by his answer on, Ka on kaepernick no no not at all i mean obviously 
you know, just a, another glimpse behind the scenes is that, you know, players and, and coaches too have conversations with, you know, public relations staffs about what to say, right? And right. everybody's very well schooled. I mean, does anybody really think that no player that spoke to the media today knew about Colin Kaepernick or had any opinion <laughs> on Colin Kaepernick? Like that's that's the team telling them not to say anything. And that's a smart move, by the way. That's not you know, I'm not I'm not trashing the team for that. That's what you're supposed to do is, you know, make sure nobody says anything over the top or inflammatory or that could be used. And, and they, I think they played the right game by just saying, hey, like, I kind of just finding out about it. I'm not, you know, uh, what, Denzel Perriman, I'm not the right person to ask. Um, yeah. that, that's a good way to evade a question. Um, and as far as Josh McDaniels goes, you know, it, it's a, uh, I think, it, it, and actually an honest answer to just say, I got a lot of guys. And I know that this is the answer that you guys want, but we work out guys every day. We're always trying to find the best players we can possibly find out there. And if a guy is somebody that we think is one of the best players out there, we're going to sign them. So we'll know uh, if they sign Colin Kaepernick, whether they think he can be a guy that can help this team, at least in the offseason, uh, going forward, or, or whether they just saw enough and uh, need to move on from him. I think we'll, we'll find out by whether they sign him or not. Right. No, I agree 100%. Again, we're talking with Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, also ESPN Las Vegas, Cofield and Company, here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, Adam, one of the questions I threw out there for uh, the listeners to chime in on is the identity of the team. And uh, we had a response saying just a high IQ football team. What, it, it, what do you think when it comes to what the identity that Josh McDaniels is trying to go for with this team? What do you think it's, it's, it's trying to be? Can I first say I don't really believe in identity? Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's why we have you on. That's why we have you on, brother. <laughs> a team's identity is kind of determined by results usually, right? I mean, yeah. um, there's certain teams that have an identity. I mean, you know, you think you think back to the old school Raiders, and I know people, you know, look back and it's the, you know, we're going to intimidate you at every step of the way, and you're not going to have a good time against us. Whether you win or lose, like we're going to beat you down and beat you up. Um, you know, th- there are certain teams I think that take on an identity. Uh, but uh, look, look, if you play really, really well, your identity is going to be that you win, and if you play poorly, your identity is that you lose. I think right. that's how how it's defined. But I think it's fair to say um, if a team is going to take on the identity, of, you know, the coaching staff or people around it, like the high IQ thing would make sense. I mean, these are not, you know, I'm not I'm not saying they're not football guys, but these are not like your prototypical old school jock mentality coaches. Right. I mean, you have a very, very intelligent, younger, new school kind of coaching staff. And so I think, you know, if you do want to say that uh, intelligent, I mean, Pat, Patrick Graham is a Ivy League kid, by the way. I mean, like, this is a smart, smart coaching staff. So, yeah, I think that would make sense if they're a high IQ team. And that would, that would uh, you know, I think that would be a starting point. Uh, but, I, you know, if you want to, I think most people would say high IQ team is probably a bit soft, right? I mean, that's, you're a thinking man's team, you're not a tough team, and I don't think that's necessarily the case with a lot of these players. So I don't want to pigeonhole entire team into what an identity is. That'll be determined by how they play this year. I like it. I like it. Hey, Adam, was there anything that McDaniel said in his press conference that surprised you at all? Because when he basically called out the team and said that, they were a little sloppy, and that's why they were running those laps. I know he said that it was like, hey, him and the team like taking that accountability. But for me, that surprised me that the team's already running laps in OTAs because they're being a little bit sloppy. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's May. Like, you know, they're going to be sloppy. I, I think, you know, you don't take that much away. And, you know, one of the things that Josh McDaniel said is, you know, when you're an offensive coordinator, if you go into a session – and you have a really good, you know, they break up the practice in the period. So, you know, you have a really good period. That means uh, you guys dominated and you won that period. The coach, 
either your 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 side wins or loses. Like you have a uh, a negative side to each period if you are the head coach and you're you're trying to coach on both sides of the ball. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think a couple of things. Josh McDaniel is never going to say much. He's going to say a whole lot of words that don't really you know have a whole lot of meaning. He's not going to give anything away. He's from that Bill Belichick school. Um, but I think one of the things he kind of said and uh, along those lines was, look, because he was asked specifically about if this is the Patriots of the desert. Um, as we has been said, it's the Patriots West mentality. And he said he learned that from his first job. You know, one of the reasons maybe coaches go away from that and don't have a ton of success is they're trying to do everything that the Patriots do. And Josh McDaniel said he did that his first time. And now he's kind of, you know, he's taking what he learned, but crafting his own kind of identity, his own kind of team. And um, they'll have a lot of the traits from the Patriots, but uh, it'll be different. And I think that was one thing he took away to kind of reflect on his first job and what he learned from it and try to carry that into this one and why it didn't go well and why it might go better this time. Talking right now with Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, also ESPN Las Vegas here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. I asked him about quarterback Jarrett Stidham because I thought that, you know, that's important that he has familiarity with, uh, with Josh McDaniel's system. How much do you think he can help out that quarterback room, not thinking he's going to win any job, any, you know, starting job or even the backup job, but just help out with the familiarity? Yeah, and thanks for asking that because uh, I think I was coming up in a couple of questions, and that was my question. <laughs> I had to think of something different. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think the reason you ask, and the reason I wanted to ask, even though he wasn't going to say it specifically, is, hey, you just went out and traded for Jared Stidham, a guy that you're very familiar with that you know everything about. You brought him in, and then you bring in Cap to try out, right? So right. Yep. is there something that you don't believe in Jared Stidham or you don't think he's the guy to be the backup um, I don't think that's the case. I think they very much believe in Jared Stidham. I think that's why they went and got him. Look, if he he was kind of pegged the quarterback of the future, he hasn't been able to stay necessarily healthy. But there was a lot of talk that he was going to be the guy that could potentially succeed uh, Brady. You know, after Garoppolo is out of there, it's like okay, Jared Stidham is the next guy, and it hasn't worked out. But he clearly couldn't have been that bad of a bust knowing that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and the rest of the staff that saw him every single day at practice now goes into training camp and they're like, hey, we want to go trade for this guy. We want to bring him in. And Josh McDaniels said before, he wants he doesn't want a backup to be just a backup. He wants a backup to be a guy that is a backup that's ready to go in, but that you're developing for the future. And so they clearly see something in Jared Stidham. I think there's a reason they brought him in. Um, they believe in him. They think he can be the backup. They think they can develop him to potentially succeed Derek Carr. Uh, but at the same time, I think there's no question that when you're trying to install all these things, you want guys that know everything that you're trying to say. They want they know the terminology. They know what you mean when you say certain things. They want them to be coaches in the locker room, in the in the film room. And I think that's a, a, a huge reason why they brought Jared instead of it. You know, and and I mean, I've I've been knowing the guy since he was in high school. You know, he went to Stephenville High School in Texas. And the dude could sling the ball then. What I saw from him today, I'm not going to take too much from May. The dude is still a big guy, and he still has a strong arm. I mean, he looked pretty decent out there. He looked big, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no question about it. You can, you can, you can see him. You can pick him out uh, out on the field. Um, but you're right. You don't take a whole lot from it. I mean, I think you know, not to you know, how you want everybody to freak out. We saw Devontae Adams drop a pass, right? Um, but he also caught a bunch of them and looked really, really good out there. So, look, I, you, you don't take too much out of a May practice uh, when you're not even, you know, full pads, full contact, full speed, anything like that. Uh, but, yeah, he can throw the ball. Now, remember a couple of uh, training camps ago, uh, Marcus Mariota could not throw the ball. Right. Uh, and it was very troubling. But we know also that he was hurt and, you know, trying to work his way back. So, 
you don't read anything into these uh, into these sessions. You just kind of have fun with it, and it's fodder for all of us, and we'd love to talk about it and freak out about it, but in the end, it doesn't mean a whole lot. No, no, it, it really doesn't, but I'll tell you what meant a lot, at least to me, it was being back out there, being able to exactly. see a little bit, you know, and because we don't know. This is all new to us, so uh, are, are you – what what are your thoughts? I mean, I know you mentioned it at the top that the covers that we've had is not going to always be the same, but or is not the same as it was. But I mean, it, it seems like to me that we'll still have enough, right? We'll still be able to provide enough coverage. Well, the co- coverage, yeah, because well, especially locker rooms are going to be open again this year, and yeah. we're going to be able to tell those stories again. I think that is going to really greatly improve um, the stories that we're able to tell, and how much we're able to talk to the guys, and how much information we're able to get out to people. But it's, I, I think, it's that day to day, like. Hey, everybody looks forward to the practice tweets. You know, last year I did a play of the day every day update during OTAs and then during uh, training camp. Um, we don't, we'll be able to really do that much because I think they're going to practice on the field farthest away from us every day, so we yeah. can't really see what's going on. But again, that, that's fine. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for that. It, what we see doesn't matter, and we can we can report what the guys say in the locker room. We don't have to see every single play out on the practice field, and it's probably better that you know nobody has any information. That's what they want to keep hidden, and that's fine. Totally fine. Uh, as long as we have got the access to the players again this year, which is going to be really, really good, I think, for the fans. Like I, Again, one of those things I don't think fans care about on the surface, but when you're able to hear more stories and guys are able to, to open up and really talk to you and have conversations, I think it really improves the relationship between the fans and the players. That's what our job is, to be a conduit and, you know, relay those stories. All right, Adam, you said that Jared Stidham, that he looked big. A lot of new players on the team this year. Who looked the most physically impressive out there today? Oh, man, that's a, uh, that's a pretty good question. Uh, Demarcus Robinson looked, looked bigger than I thought, for one. Um, he, he's a guy who, you know, obviously we know about the speed and the big playability. Um, he looked like he was moving really well. And, uh, you know, another guy that... Uh, I, I, it's one of those things like, you know, you don't, you don't have rooting interest. You don't root necessarily, but there's guys that you're like, Hey, I, I thought that guy was really good. And now he's, you know, showing progress. I call, I tried to call it a while ago. I'll do it again. Like, I really think Lester Cotton could be a very, very good player. I think he could be very good. He's so smooth in, in the drill, the offensive line drills. Um, again, you're not hitting, you're not, you're not at top speed or anything like that, but he just looks like he knows what he's doing. He looks like a very, very talented uh, guard, and I think he could be a you know a factor and be a presence. And we haven't seen it quite yet, but um, I, I believe in him still. And so I'm gonna I'll say that one again. There you go. I like it. We'll get you out of here on this. How about Dylan Parham, the third-round draft pick? He's a guy that a lot of people have questioned. Is he a guard? Is he a center? Uh, he's going to obviously cross-train, as all the offensive linemen do. But what are your thoughts on Parham? Yeah, I mean, I liked him in the draft. I, I thought the Raiders, you know, uh, one of the things I, I was trying to do a bunch of mock drafts, and uh, Parham was really never available when I when I was picking for the Raiders in the third round. And so um, I, I thought that was a good pick. Um, again, very, very early in the process. Guys have been pretty excited about his development and just where he was compared to where they thought he might be. Um, but, listen, time will tell. <laughs> right. uh, look, it's a year into Alex Leatherwood's career, and we still don't know much about him or where he is, right? right. So uh, let's let's slow down on, you know, I, I, listen, I got a bunch of questions about Dylan Parham. Uh, people are like, hey, well, how'd he look? It's, it's May and they're in helmets. Uh, right. He looked fine. Right, exactly. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Fant- <laughs> hey, man, fantastic stuff. Like I said, it's May. We were out there on the on the field. Great. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, what you got coming out on the RJ, man, that we need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, we got uh, some practice notes from today, just some of the periphery stuff that's going on. And uh, we'll feature some of the guys that spoke today, Denzel Perriman, Max Crosby, 
um, uh, about Colt Miller spoke today also as well. And, um, you know, some of that uh, background of what Josh McDonald's has learned from his first job that he's carrying into this one. Well, fantastic stuff, man. I appreciate you both at the RJ and, of course, uh, what you do with us on ESPN Las Vegas. So thank you so much, my man. We'll talk soon. Good time. Good talking to you, fellas. All right, brother. There he goes. Adam Hill, fantastic job, fantastic work he does uh, with the RJ. And like I said, uh, helps out a lot on Cofield and Company as part of the company uh, there on ESPN Las Vegas. 2.48 is the time. Uh, we want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. You heard from Adam Hill. He thinks that he doesn't really believe in identities of a team. That's fine. You might. If you believe in the identity of a team and you want to share what you think the identity of the Raiders could be in 2022, let us know about it. 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash takes line to 69187 Word R&R. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up in less than 10 minutes, A.J. Perez, senior reporter, front office sports. He'll join us to talk briefly about what happened with John Gruden in court on, uh, on Wednesday. It's not a whole lot to talk about, but just want to get details from a guy that was in the courtroom, Adam just had on in the last segment he was there as well but since he was out of OTAs I decided just hey let's just focus on OTAs with Adam and then we'll talk with AJ when it comes to uh, everything happening with John Gruden just to kind of get an update of where we're at right now but I uh, want to hear from you Raider Nation 702-365-9200 Salmon Ash text line 69187 keyword R&R asking about the identity of the Raiders what do you think it will be in 2022, Rich, Raider Richie from Arizona said, congrats on your Warriors getting the dub tonight, Q. The Raiders' identity will be red zone dominance, where Carr will have many options in scoring. Again, that's from Raider Richie in Arizona. Um, that's something that they need to do. They need to have that red zone dominance. You know what I mean? Like that, That's something that they've got to be able to do, the red zone and creating turnovers. Obviously, I'll say the red zone is the number one priority because they had too many – too many trips to the red zone and came away with three points instead of seven. But, man, those turnovers are something that they need to be able to create as well. Patrick Graham's got his work cut out, of, cut out for him as far as the defense goes. But let's go out to the phone lines talk to our guy, Dave and Callie. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. As far as the identity of the Raiders, I really I agree with Richie. We need to establish an identity with the red zone offense. But I think our real identity needs to get back onto the defense where we just need to be able to smash mouth and we have to shut people down. And especially in our division that we've got now, uh, we're going to have to just uh, really start closing some people down on, on offense. And I think our defense is, it's showing good signs and I think that's where we're headed. Okay. Hey, good stuff, my man. Thank you for the call. And I'll tell you right now, I was talking to him about the run game earlier in the show. I would love to see a very strong defense from the Raiders. I know we haven't seen a very strong defense from the Raiders in years. I honestly couldn't even tell you the last time the defense was dominant. I would love to see a dominant defense. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I would love to see a dominant defense. And I was uh, very high on what we saw last year, even though it wasn't where it needed to be, but it was a lot better than what we've seen. And a lot of the times the defense kept the Raiders in games and they were able to come from behind and win games. And Derek Carr was able to work his magic at the end and Daniel Carlson was able to kick a field goal to win it at the end. I was good with that. If the defense is, is that good, that's good. I, I, I think it would be great if they took a couple steps in the right direction, you know, got it a little bit better. That would be even better. But as long as they can keep the team in, in games, especially against the division, 
then that's a plus right there. So I got I got to tip the cap to the defense from last year as well. Uh, even though I know a lot of people weren't big fans of the defense, thinking that uh, they weren't doing a good enough job. But man, they 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 tried. They tried everything they could to keep the Raiders in games. Let's hear from Raider X. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What up, Q? Welcome to the mainland. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> hey, brother. I, I, I think it's pretty simple, and everybody's really heading towards the same direction. This team is going to be fixed on being efficient and being opportunistic. I think, you know, you're looking at from the history of Josh and looking at his teams and then also that Patriot mentality, they're going to be very efficient. You're not going to see many mistakes. You're not going to see too many turnovers except for defense. And that opportunistic, I think, is going to be on both layers. You're going to mm. see it from offense and defense. You know, like you said, you always want to see those ball hawks, and you want to see them to get in those, those takeaways. Yep. But I also think the opportunistic, you're going to see the variation of plays. I mean, you're not going to see that predictability where you're always going to see a, a run first on, on first down <laughs> or the predictable type of runs, you know, where you can sit there as a, as a layman or somebody just sitting back, you know, eating your nachos and calling plays for the Raiders. I mean, it's not going to be that predictable. I think you're going to start seeing those unpredictable plays that are just really – that was – even Mark Davis touched upon that earlier in the year when he talked about, you know, they're scheming not only game for game, but half to half, even series to series. Right. That's what's cool. And then you listen to, you know, Patrick Graham talk. You know, he's talking about multi-layers, different fronts, different changes, you know, you know secondary moving up guys from the D-line moving back into a, into a linebacker position and vice versa, you're going to see a lot of varieties. And that's what's, that's what's got me excited about this year coming up, bro. I like so. it. Hey, I like it. Great call, my man. That's Raider X. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother, but thank you for that call. That was good stuff. Uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I like the idea of – of, you know, being able to adjust on the fly. You know, how many times did we all scream about adjustments, lack of adjustments, lack of adjustments? I like that, not just half to half, but, you know, quarter to quarter, play to play, series to series, being able to adjust to what is going on offensively and defensively. I like that, man, a lot of good stuff. 2.57 is the time. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two of the show. We'll be talking to A.J. Perez, senior reporter from Front Office Sports. He'll be talking all things about John Gruden in court. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.